The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Yes, and welcome to a live and very special new edition of On to the Next One. We are on video as well as audio on the MMA Fighting Podcast Network this week as we are getting ready to discuss the what's next for some of the notable names coming out of UFC 270. And joining me on this venture, by the way, I'm Mike Heck, a little sleep deprived, but uh, joining me on this venture is the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the best friend, and the prince of positivity, my fellow sleep deprived colleague. Mr. Alexander Kaylee. Good morning, AK. How are wait, you, my friend? Wait, Mike, what's going on? My best friend, what's going on? Wait, people can see me right now? They can see you right now. They're looking at me right like Wait, oh, okay. Watch this, watch this. Whoa, whoa, what are you doing? What, and we're going to edit. Wait, hold on. This is being edited later. This isn't live. Like, we're not actually, people aren't watching this right now, right? Oh, they sure are, AK. There's some crazy people out there that woke up extra early to watch this program. I feel like you told me this last night and earlier in the I think like you told this me this multiple times this week. And yet every time, <laughs> every time you mention it, I'm shocked. No, this is great. Uh, uh, like we said, I think at the end of last or last time we did a live show, uh, very positive. Res- were, we, were we live the first time we did it, Mike? We weren't live. We did video. No. But we had a very positive reception to the uh, video version of On to the Next One. So, guys, we're giving you more of that. Again, following pay-per-views, following special events, really following anything that, you know, hey, on a lark, we might go like, Mike, let's do some video Sunday morning. You know what I mean? So, pay-per-views for sure. And uh, and hopefully you'll be seeing uh, more of us in general. But thank you, everyone. Uh, anyone who's just watching for the first time, any of our regular listeners, you guys are super loyal uh, and had sent in a ton of great picks. I am so excited uh, to talk about this show the first UC peer view of uh, of 2022. Uh, Mike, I don't know where to go from here. That people can see me normally. Normally, I I, I like nod off when I'm not talking, um, but I guess I can't do that right now. Yeah, to 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 pull back the the curtain. Normally, 
we're 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 looking like Ebenezer Scrooge up in here. We got the the pajamas, we got the the cone pajama hat on. Oh, like we we're we're just rolled out of bed and hit record, but we so, had to dress. Sometimes up. I'm in bed. I don't know what you mean rolled out of bed. I've recorded <laughs> I've recorded many shows in bed. I don't know. <laughs> Unbelievable. Rolled out. Well, of bed. well, okay. L- l- let us get into this thing. Uh, I think we know where to start. Let's start with Francis Ngannou because the man is a damn warrior. This guy with all the pressure in the world upon him, bet on himself, fighting a super difficult puzzle in Cyril Gan, cornered by his former coach. And by the way, basically on one leg, loses the first two rounds, finds a way to out-grapple and out-wrestle Cyril Gan and route to a unanimous decision win. Just absolute craziness. So, AK, a lot of narratives... No Dana White at the presser. No Dana White wrapping the belt around Francis's giant waist. We got the contract issues. Now we have the injury. He might have to opt out for a little while for surgery on the injured knee. This is kind of tough, isn't it? It's kind of hard to throw a name out there with so many unknowns, right? It's pretty much impossible, uh, especially since a lot of the best options and what a lot of people were talking about uh, are just not UFC-related things. Uh, yes, Ngannou, of course, winning and retaining the UFC Heavyweight Championship does sort of tie him to the promotion. Um, but at the same time, he's not like completely locked in. There's, there's, all, there's all kinds of uh, of chicanery going on, let's put it that way. Uh, and Dana White not showing up was was fairly telling. Now, we should say we still do not know why uh, Dana White did not show up or even like tweet anything after. So uh, I see the comment on screen, Hank Hill saying, Dana looking too petty. We don't know. I, I, again, I hope nothing bad happened. I hope it wasn't like a family issue or some sort of emergency for him. Uh, people know me. I'm, I'm, I'm very positive. I don't want to assume it was malicious um, that he didn't show up. But I understand the speculation, of course, with everything leading into it, him not putting the belt on him. And again, th- th- not not even any sort of comment after from him. Uh, we didn't get any update from PR. So, uh, again, I hope everything is well with, with Dana White and his family and friends. Um, but it did it was a strange look, uh, to put it kindly for him for him not to comment after. So, uh, Mike, I, I mean, number one, I would say, I want Francis Ngannou to get paid or to get out. That's it. That that that's like the ideal. I think most fans would agree. I'm sure there's a few people who uh, weren't super excited about his performance on Saturday. I thought it was mesmerizing in the way that only heavyweight MMA can be, uh, and I know a lot of people agree with that as well. So I do want to see him get properly compensated. I think he's a great champion. I think he's very exciting. And I think he's very marketable if the UFC, you know, resolves this beef with him and, and, and works out. He really can be a crossover star. Uh, if he has to fight someone, uh, a title defense, I do kind of throw it out like Tom Aspinall if he beats Volkov in impressive fashion on March 19th. And that's it. That's really just to pick a fresh challenger. Uh, I'm, I'd be very surprised if we see Ngannou book a UFC fight within the next uh, within the next six months. He might fight again, like, you know, by the end of the year in the UFC, if they work it out. I just don't see that happening soon. It's it's the John Jones fight for me. If if he doesn't need to miss a lot of time, because that surgery and depending on how bad that injury actually is and how long he's going to be out for, if he has to miss the rest of the year, then the next battle is with himself and his team and free agency, because if what he and his team are says is true, with the contract, even with the Champions Clause stuff, that at the end of this year, he's done? Who knows? This makes things really interesting. That's what they're saying. Not really sure if it's actually true. There's two sides to every story, and right. somewhere in the middle is the truth. So if I'm Francis, it's John Jones or nobody until I make the free agency rounds and see what's out there. Because what is out there, as we saw by the, the commission figures probably much more than the UFC paid him to fight last night in a main event spot. So 
Yeah, it's it's a really interesting story. It's not just the contract. It's this injury and how long he's going to be out for. Because if he can't fight for a year, go into free agency and, and test the waters and see where you're at. But do a bunch of interviews. Go on the MMA Hour every week and and talk about your grievances. And let's have some fun. So congratulations to France and Ghana. Congratulations to Eric Nixick and Dewey Cooper and the whole team over there. Because that was that was some turnaround performance. Now, for Cyril Ghan, AK, again, this is tough because... We don't know what's happening with Francis, and I feel like we need to know what's happening with Francis before we can make an educated choice here. Because if Francis can fight John in the not-too-distant future, I like the Stipe Miocic fight for, for Cyril Gunn. But if Francis is out for a bit, the UFC will probably do what the UFC does and try to do Stipe versus John Jones for an interim title or something like that. So it's either Stipe or if Ty Tuivasa beats Derek <laughs> Lewis... Yes. Cyril Gon versus Tai Tuivasa is probably the, the direction we see maybe by the middle of the year. But again, it's tough without knowing what's going to happen with Francis and the, and the whole situation there. What say you, my best friend? That would be an incredible clash of personalities. And I think they'd get along and, and do some sort of post-fight thing where uh, uh, Gon would do like a shoey of uh, some classy French wine. Uh, I, again, I don't approve of shoeys, but that would be quite a scene. I would love to see Cyril Gon uh, uh, embrace you know, uh, Tui Vasa's tradition. That's, that might be the only shoey that I enjoy, just 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 to see it. Uh, and it would be, be a great fight as well. I, I think regardless, I, I haven't mentioned John Jones at all because I just cannot factor him into my matchmaking. There's just so many things that, can, that, that are going on with this guy, both from a, a legal standpoint and then uh, his, you know, people forget even before that, he was butting heads, uh, negotiating with the UFC. I mean, Dana White had kind of come forward and said, we want John Jones to fight for the heavyweight title next. Then that happens and he, I just can't, bank anything around this guy i mean in a dream world yes he cleans up his act and he fights in ganu um or he fights stipe for me i I, i'm really thinking that again this in situation does not get resolved anytime soon so we do there will be a vacant slash interim title fight i'm not sure however they're going to handle it uh in in ganu's absence and it will be uh miocic and gone so i'm leaning towards direction that direction and i think it'll be something they'll they'll try to use to uh to headline a pay-per-view and put put some gold on there I like where your head's at. Uh, Matthew Neville, so glad you guys are trying this on YouTube this week. It's one of my favorite shows. Listen every week. Keep up the great work. Thank you Thank very you, much. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. Uh, did you guys know about Francis's new injury? I felt uncool not knowing the way the commentary team knew. I I didn't know. I mean, the knee sleeves had everybody talking, but <laughs> I don't think anyone truly knew. There's rumblings and things that you yeah. might hear, but you never can really confirm that stuff. It's just kind of the, it's, it's the gossip. and. Uh that's it. I a mean, lot, a lot of rumors on the dark web, but the same kind of dark web that's you know tweets out like RP but Brian Callen all the time. So you know it's hard to say. It's it's <laughs> it's it's really hard to say with that kind of information. But there was there were rumblings. There were rumblings. Just nothing nothing anyone could substantiate. Right. So that's the heavyweight title picture. Let's go to the complete opposite end of the spectrum, AK. The flyweight title picture. We have there's and new and and still. Now we have an and once again champion and Davis and Figueredo. Super close fight with Brandon Moreno. No robbery, could have gone either way. Arguments to be made both both ways. I scored it from Moreno watching it live. I do have to go back and watch it again because when you're covering these events, you're doing 15 million things at once, so it's hard to actually like analyze the fight by itself. But Figgy Smalls has the title, AK, which means this series is 1-1-1, one, one, and, one, and that means we got to do it again, right? Tetralogy, quadrilogy, whatever you want to call it, we got we to gotta run this one back, do we not? 
I think we obviously look. I do want to see these guys fight again. Now, I, I went a little bit away from the obvious suggestion. The fight was amazing. I was one of the people who was all in on the trilogy bout when you know some people were rolling their eyes. Maybe they weren't aware that Askarov wasn't available and Pantoja wasn't available. Um, I knew that, so I guess that's why I was like, oh, great, great. This is the number one and number two flyweights in the world. I want to see him fight again. Sure, it could have you know this rivalry could have used some time to simmer, but. If they can fight now, they can fight now. They did. It was a great fight. I think it'll it'll be in the running for uh, for fight of the year when uh, when it's all said and done. We're a long ways away from thinking, having to think about that. But I'm saying people just just put a pin in that one. Uh, but I this isn't just me wanting to see something fresh. I just feel like I just can't imagine the UFC booking four fights between the same guys in a row. Again, they've never booked four fights between uh, two fighters ever much less consecutively so it, it would be unlikely it, it would help if they could book uh you know the fight in mexico city or if they could book the fight in brazil but even in that case uh if they book it in brazil then really figgy can fight anybody right then in that case you're banking on him being the draw not necessarily the trilogy not necessarily his his rival uh, excuse me the tetralogy uh and his rivalry with with moreno so uh well i guess we'll get to moreno in a second for me i would like to see davison figueredo fight the askar askarov uh, Kai Car France winner. I think Kai Car France has got a lot of buzz after that Garbrandt win. Askarov is the rightful number one contender. It's unfortunate he had that blip missing weight, but um, he beat the other guy who I think is right up there, Pantoja. So I think the winner of that fight deserves it. And I think one of them, that's going down in March. Hopefully uh, uh, we get a very clear definitive winner and they're healthy after and they can turn it around uh, and a couple months later fight uh, fight in Brazil if that card does get, does get made. I get it, and there's a lot of other people who agree with you. Glenn, why are we skipping the Dane and Francis drama? Because we don't, we've talked about it ad nauseum already, but we don't know what the drama actually is. We don't know if anything happened. Like maybe Danny got a call, there's an emergency, and he had a beat feet. Yes. It's, it's hopefully not. Know. Hopefully not, yeah, but we don't know. Hopefully that's not the case, but we don't know. Before we can fully speculate, we don't know the answer to that. Um, what does that say? There we go. European, Europe, stand up. <laughs> what yeah, I mean, listen, I'm going to make this brief Figgy Moreno 4 to settle the score. It writes itself. There's your poster. There's your promo. Everything you need to know. Let's just do it. And like I said on the post-fight show, they have the UFC has put up, done interim title fights for way less than this. And if they want to move the division forward and give Kai, Kai Car France a chance and Askar Askarov a chance and the mental caps of the world and the guys that are on the come up, just have them fight for an interim title. And then just once this rivalry is over, we'll, we'll unify the belts. Like in this case, I'm fine with an interim title. Go for it. Do it. It's cool. Like the, the flyweight intercontinental championship. Sure. I'm all in for that, but we got, we don't know who the best fighter is. We still don't know after three fights. We don't know who the better fighter is. I think, so it's, pretty I obvious. It I think it's pretty obvious, Mike. I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to say it. Cause I think we all know who it is, but you know, I, I, everyone watching, Guys, you don't need to comment. You guys all know who the better fighter is. Mike Mike will figure it out. Don't worry. I think we all know. It's pretty clear. Uh, again, I don't need to say it. We're all thinking the same thing. Um, uh, so I know you're matching up with those two, Mike. So uh, for Moreno, I, the other thing is selfishly, uh, I do want to see the Moreno-Pantoja, that quote-unquote trilogy sort of resolve itself. I, I know a lot of people view it as like just two because their first fight was on the Ultimate Fighter. Then they had an actual fight in the UFC. But it's kind of a trilogy in ways. And and, and Pantoja finished Moreno on the Ultimate Fighter. So it, it would suck to like discount that that win. So um, I, I I selfishly want to see that happen. I know theoretically it could happen anytime in the future after Moreno and Figueiredo um, resolve their tetralogy or whatever, how many fights it turns out to be. But I want it now. I want it now. 
And I'd be fine. This sounds terrible. I'd be fine if the stars never aligned again and we didn't see Moreno and Figueroa fight again. Or or they could fight again someday and not for the title. I don't know. I know, I don't know. I, I'm throwing that out there. This is this is MMA. Things don't always work out. But uh, four fights in a row would certainly be incredible. I'm not against it. But I do kind of want to see um, the Askar, Askarov, France, uh, Car France winner maybe get their opportunity. And also, I need to see. I want to see Pantoja and Moreno resolve that uh, that feud sooner rather than later. Interesting question here. Is it possible Moreno's star power rose even with the loss? I oh, mean, absolutely. He, he looked like a star, and the way yeah. he handled the loss. Like a like a star. I want to give his side of the story why he didn't wrap the. Well, well, I'm sure he'll do an interview with with Brad Okamoto or something like <laughs> sure. that, or it, I'm sure maybe in the next couple of weeks. But I mean, listen, there's a pay per view coming up in th- less than three weeks, so we'll see him again. I'm sure. Uh, uh, by the way, Jonathan Jonathan Mercado, it is not the year of the Raw Dog. Stop it! Stop you! People, I will ban anyone who, t- who puts a year of the Raw Dog. Stop it! <laughs> Uh, yeah, I give me seven of these. Best of seven, Figgy Moreno, I'm in. <laughs> the NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down, and new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. AK, I'm going to turn this over to you because Michelle Pajeda now has four wins in a row. He gets a decision win over a very game, Andre Fialho. Great performance. He had a tough first round, but he guts it out and gets a big win. So go for it, my man. Who you got? Yeah, Andre Fialho looked great. Like the guy's a veteran. He's fought, he's fought for a Bellator. He's fought for PFL. So it wasn't surprising. It was a tough fight. Uh, difficult guy to prepare for. I actually thought Pantoja would be able to put him away. 
but uh, boy, they, they both took some shots. And Pantoja sort of continued his his evolution that's happening in front of us of being, yes, flashy. He certainly threw some flashy stuff. There was a there was a uh, rolling thunder in there. There's a Superman punch. I'm probably forgetting some other things. Of course, his his entrance is spectacular as usual. Um, but he also c- continues to show he's a great, like, technical, accurate striker when he wants to be. Like, his striking is so high level. And he can mix in wrestling. He's a huge welterweight. So uh, just on strength alone, I mean, maybe he's he's not like, a, you know, Division One uh, takedown artist. But, boy, he knows how to time it well. And, and he can get those takedowns and change things up. So really, still one of the most fascinating fighters in the UFC in any weight class. So... I see people saying he deserves uh, time for him to move up. He, he he is kind of sitting around like the 25 to 35 range at welterweight. It's a very deep division. There's a lot of options for him to move up. So I went way, 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 way up, Mike. I'm giving him – I'm going top 10. I'm giving him a top 10 name. I kind of want to see him face Sean Brady. Sean Brady, uh, we've said it's it's a cliche. Like we think he's going to fight for a title, almost guaranteed. Uh, the Chiesa fight was great. He faded a bit in the end. I want to see him face another another big guy, another big welterweight, uh, and see how much he's learned. See, uh, it's a different opponent than Kiesa for sure, obviously, more striking-oriented than grappling. But it was the striking that kind of gave him some problems um, in the in the third fight and questions about his gas tank and all that. And, and uh, Pajeda, as much as people kind of kind of take shots at him, has actually shown to have a pretty good uh, gas tank outside of that that weird Tristan Connolly fight. So, um, yeah, I'm going big. I'm going big. I'd like to see uh, Demolador and uh, Sean Brady. I don't know if the UFC matchmakers go in that direction, but uh, I think that'd be cool. I think it'd be a cool thing to see. Okay, so I feel that this could be a really interesting spot for a number of guys. I thought about this and this is kind of a dart throw. Once I figured I, I narrowed it down, but there's two names that really stood out to me. One was Daniel Rodriguez. He's yeah. likely getting ready to return. And when he's ready, he doesn't need a lot of time to get ready. So if he says, I'm, I'm clear, I'm good to go. He'll probably fight like three weeks from then. Who knows how long pay is going to be out for the other name. You, you're talking steps up, AK. You're talking step up in the rankings. And we love this guy so much. But it makes sense for styles. Makes sense for trajectory. Why not, AK? The guy's on a two-fight losing streak, but name still carries a lot of weight. He ain't the BMF champion. He's the NMF champion. Pajeda versus Wonderboy Thompson Woo. seems like a very interesting chess match. A pretty interesting fight. And I am intrigued. I am intrigued enough to say this into a live microphone on this Sunday morning. Why not? That this is a why not fight. Why not, AK? Why not Pajeda versus versus Wonder Boy? That's Mui Caliente. Um, yeah, it'd be great. I, I, I you know, Michelle Pajeda would love that fight. I still wish he had, he had somehow. Uh, remember, he called up Masvidal. I was way onto that. I understand that fight is probably never going to happen. Um, but again, he, but I'm, I, but I like that he went big, and and I like that we're both thinking top ten. I, I, and uh, and if you're a Wonder Boy again, you you you're you know he hasn't made any talk about retiring he's saying like no i still want to fight i don't care i feel good you may i'm losing maybe you know decisions are, i'm not i'm not winning fights uh uh you know i've had some he's had some tough stylistic matchups but you put him in there with that with the michelle pajeda i mean that's right up his alley so yeah i love i love the idea of wonder boy and uh, demolidor we'll see what happens we move ahead to the bantamweight division because bantamweight is just awesome and i'm sure we're going to talk about bantamweight quite a bit on this program saeed Nurmagomedov just goes out there and melts Cody Stamen, puts him away in 47 seconds. Holy moly. That What a performance that was. Absence certainly made the heart grow fonder. He comes out. Just nobody does that to Cody Stamen, and he did it. This, this seems pretty easy to me. You give him a guy that's in the top 15, but like on the lower end of the top 15, and I think this should just be such a fun, highly entertaining, energetic scrap. 
Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Ricky Simone just seems like a perfect fight for me, AK. Yeah, I saw a lot of that. Did, did he actually, uh, did he do a post-fight scrum and mention Simone? No, he mentioned Marlon Vera. He mentioned Marlon. Okay, I saw some, some people saying that he was interested in Simone. Maybe, maybe it was some other interview. Uh, yeah, uh, that, that makes a lot of sense. I did something I don't normally like to rely on when we do uh, on to the next one, Mike, but I'm going with someone who was on the card. Uh, and you mentioned someone, you know, in the sort of outside the 15 range. This is where this guy landed for me after his performance uh, in the featured freelance. To me, Victor Henry right now is a top 20 bantamweight in the UFC. I, I debuted him at uh, number 20. Obviously, won his work in rise and he's been fighting high level competition for a long time and he beat a guy who i had in the top 20 uh howney barcelos so um he takes his spot uh, and also has the resume to sort of back that up uh and i would like to see him fight uh, side near mega meta but again uh, you know when you see two guys get great wins like this um i understand that the like the inclination to kind of build them both up but uh victor henry's a veteran and and I think he's the right test for Saeed Nurmagomedov right now. Obviously, it'd be a great, <laughs> just super exciting matchup. And I think it'd be really competitive. But if Saeed Nurmagomedov can blow through a veteran like Victor Henry, uh, then we're really talking about like, okay, this kid needs, now he really needs to be pushed. You put the rocket to him and, and see how high he can go at 135 because um, it'd be, I think it'd be a great fight. But I also thought the Stamen fight would be a lot more competitive. And like like you said, he, he, he submitted him uh, in under a minute, which uh, none of us saw coming. And we don't blame Cody Stamen at all because that choke was like a, it looked like a looked like a like a like a lead pipe across the throat. So I think anyone would attack in that situation. So uh, best of luck to Cody Stamen, whatever he does next. But um, I think Saeed Nurmagomedov, uh, I have no issue putting him in there with uh, with a, a hardened veteran like like uh, Henry. Something tells me that Victor Henry's name is going to come up a little bit later when we get to the wild card round, and I oh, think I got teaser. something spicy for the for the wild card pick. So we go to the main card opener at 170 pounds, 22 year old Michael Morales. What a debut he had against Trevin Giles. Trevin Giles making his welterweight debut in the UFC looked good early, and then all it takes for Michael Morales is to land one shot to change everything, and that's exactly what happened in this fight. Huge win. He moves to 13 and 0. With the victory, and I mean, no better way than to kick off your career to do it in in front of a big crowd, a crowd that was very supportive of you, and uh, he looked kind of like a star, like a star on the rise. So, what do we do with young Michael Morales, AK, after that victory? Uh, I'm sticking again. Uh, nothing's. I I'm not as eager to push him up. I get it, undefeated. Uh, great, uh, a great wrestling background, which is which is uh, not common for uh, for some of these uh, Latin American fighters. Um, so he he's, I mean, I get I get the thrill. I, I was a little shocked because I actually thought pretty highly of Trevin Giles. Uh, I had I had actually picked him to win uh, win a decision or, or to surprise Morales with a um, with a submission because I thought I thought Morales is again a good wrestler, good top game, but uh, you know again young, inexperienced facing someone like Giles. So I thought he he would get caught off guard, but he looked absolutely incredible um, as advertised. So uh, I'm still I'm going a little bit light here. I, I like a matchup with Munir Lazez, another guy who's sort of promising quite a bit older uh, than Michael uh, Morales. Sim- similar amount of MMA experience, though, uh, I believe um, Lazez is about ooh, 10 years, 10 years, maybe more older than him. So but experience wise, I think I think it matches up nicely. And uh, I, I want to do a little bit of a slow burn with Morales. So uh, let's yeah, g- give me the Lazez matchup. And uh, who knows, maybe Lazez upsets him and gets gets his career back on track. So Sunday mornings, AK, I always wonder if we're going to be like actual best friends and be on the same page or if we're just going to be on complete opposite sides of the spectrum. You woke up and and chose calculated good matchmaking, right? Let's build this guy up slow. <laughs> yes. I woke up and chose violence. As you I chose do. violence. 
Michael Morales versus Nico Price. Give it to me. Give me all the chaos, all the bananas, all of it. I want to see it. I want to see what Morales does when he's in the fire like that. Trevin Giles was like a good test, but let's see him really in the fire with a guy who's not going to go away very easy. And I just think that's so much fun right now. Nico, Nico's not going to be a, a title contender. He's not going to fight for belts. He's not going to be main eventing cards, but he is the perfect guy to open up main cards or be on a featured prelim. And Michael Morales versus Nico Price just sounds like so much fun. So let's do it. Let's have some fun and make Walter Waite just as exciting as it can possibly be. I'm really, I'm really intrigued to see the ceiling of Michael Morales, especially getting a quick win. How active can he be? How quickly can he bounce back? He could have a big year. He could be a very, he could, he could be a guy that we're talking about at the end of the year's uh, MMA fighting's rookie of the year for 2022. Rookie of the year could be. He's, uh, he's well on his way. It's a good, great start. A debut. Great start. So that's the main card. And for those who are new to the program, let us, uh, let us go to the wild card round. What we do in the wild card round is we choose one fighter we have not match made for yet, and we match them up. So either they won on the prelims, they lost on the main card, and we figure out a way to to get them in there and show them some extra love. How about this matchup, AK? What do you think of that? Lafrape <laughs> de Pattaya, Mike Heck versus Daniel a mirror match. Some would say. Uh, oh. I, I didn't know we had the technology to set up a fight like that, but uh, sure enough, uh, sure enough, someday you two must come face to face. And uh, just confuse the hell out of everyone uh, when seeing the scene. But uh, Mike, uh, yeah, sorry. Should I go forth with the uh, oh wild yes, card? okay, wild 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 card us on the Sunday. So I went with my my uh, uh, fellow Canadian, as it were, uh, Jasmine Jazdevizius. I owed her one. I picked against her. Uh, maybe a reverse jinx. Not that I believe in that sort of thing, but I had picked against her. Also, I've been mispronouncing her name wrong uh, repeatedly. So I think I, I, at the very least, I owe her. I owe her a, a wild card pick. Uh, now I did kind of cheat here. Because I don't know if there's anyone currently on the roster uh, that's not booked that I would want her to fight. It's very tricky, again, when you just want to know. Um, because I do feel like, like I always tell you, the flyweight division is a little bit further along than people think. Um, the prospects who are in it are, like, way ahead. Like, again, you wouldn't throw her in there with, uh, you know, a Firo or a uh, um, Aaron Blanchfield. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. So if you can find someone else and bring them in as a new opponent for her, I think that'd be great. But ideally, and then I think this is what will happen, she just stays trained stays on notice and gets ready to jump in for a short notice opportunity. There's actually quite a few uh, flyweight uh, women's flyweight spouts that are already scheduled for the next like three or four months, like up until April. Um, and I think some of those she could fit in. So I didn't pick some of those names. So uh, just stay healthy. And I bet we will see her, you know, how cards just are just chaotic these days. I think we will see her take a short notice fight uh, for her next fight. I just don't know who. So I'm, I'm not getting any no points for this one, guys. This is a cautious sort of just like look ahead and uh, sort of props to uh, Jezevizius for uh, for a really, really nice debut. Yeah, even after she got a contract on the Contender Series, she actually stuck around Las Vegas for right. the next two weeks and wanted to fight after <laughs> She's that. She's ready. She's Aaron ready. Jeffrey was fighting on the Contender Series. So she stuck <laughs> around and was like, if they need me, call me. And yes, th that's basically been her whole career, just taking short notice fights and just jumping in enemy territory. And yeah, would not shock me to see her back sooner rather than later. I'm going on the Victor Henry train here. He was someone that us hardcores, Casey Lydon and the rising, the rising marks knew of very much. We we're very excited about finally seeing him in the UFC. What a performance he had against Hione Barcelos. He was the biggest underdog on the card, but I said this in the buildup. That had trap fight written all over it. Hyoni Barcelos deserved a lot of credit for taking this fight because there's no reward in beating Victor Henry. And it's been a super risky fight. And Bantamweight is so freaking good. And to me, there's a perfect matchup that's just staring us in the face, AK, that is equally interesting, fun, and 
incredibly sensical, if we're being honest. We throw the wily, internationally traveled Victor Henry inside the octagon following his big win into a big fight with another fellow prospect, a guy who's probably ranked right around the same area. How about Victor Henry versus Adrian Yanez, AK? Yes, I saw a lot of very popular listener pick. Uh, I, I think uh, I, I think everyone uh, who's who's been sort of fantasy matchmaking is really in tune with that one, Mike. Uh, yeah, it just makes a lot of sense uh, skill wise and the experience wise. I mean, Victor Henry's more experienced than he is. So, um, yeah, no, I do like uh, I do love that one. And I just know a lot of people, man, we talk about uh, people who broke out on uh, on Saturday. I mean, you would say we said Moreno even in defeat. Um, Saeed Nurmagomedov, probably number one, Michael Morales, uh, and uh, Victor Henry, right up there. I mean, for people who aren't familiar with his work outside the UFC, uh, awesome, awesome, awesome fight. Very good, uh, very good uh, undercard in general, I thought. Fight back. Yana's fight back? Like, like fight back backwards? In the rank, like back in the rankings. How? Like, you can ar- you can make the argument that beating Hayoni Barcelos, name value-wise, and where Hayoni Barcelos was in the rankings was better than any win Adrianis has had. And Adrianis is a very good wins. Davy Grant oh. win is, is is a nice win. But beating Hayoni Barcelos, to me, carries more weight than beating Davy Grant. Yeah, that would not be does. fighting back. I have, I have, like I said, I have Henry at 20 in my personal rankings. I actually have Yanez at uh, 33. Before anyone freaks out, like, oh my God, he's outside the top 30. Just remember how deep the bantamweight division is. Like, you could, you could shuffle that, like that, from 20 to 30, you could shuffle it. You could have, you could have Yanez probably anywhere from from 21 to to 35, right? It's just there's so many good. There's so it's so competitive, and you're right. It's based both on uh, win streaks, which Yanez has four and in the UFC, but also quality of competition. That Barcelos win uh, for Henry is just huge. So uh, I'm with you, Mike. I, I don't think that's fighting back at all. Yes. Um, all right. Do we have any check the tapes? Do we, we do. Have any? I'm sure we have check the tapes. Sure, so check absolutely. the tapes for those who are just checking out the show for the first time. If you made a matchmaking selection following a card and it comes true, then we shout you out and you get a very valuable Otno point. Yes. Uh, especially if you get this by yourself. If you're on an island, that one Otno point is huge. <laughs> Most people have to have to share Otno points, yes. and it's, it's still it's, valuable. It's crazy. It's very valuable in itself. Even a quarter of an Otno yeah. point is worth like you know 11 cents. So I, there you go, AK. I, I'm not, at? you know, I'm not up to date in the market all the time. I, I believe one <laughs> auto point is something like seventy five thousand Ethereum or something like that. Again, you guys uh, in the comments, you guys know more, this more than I do. It's like seventy five thousand Ethereum. It's worth like like a hundred and like fifteen thousand like uh, Bitcoin. Something. It's just crazy. It's it, it just keep again. Uh, it's very volatile. I will say, do not bank your if you get an auto point, please do not bank your child's uh, future like college education on auto points. Very volatile. Uh, more as volatile as crypto as, <laughs> so but uh but they're good to have they're good to have certainly to save for a rainy day uh, you can't go wrong having an auto point and uh some people will have shiny auto points here matt bradbury uh for me he's the only one i saw uh called the macy barber montana de la rosa fight april 23rd so matt bradbury i'm, I'm giving you an auto point and uh, hayes the third uh and T- antonina shochenko versus courtney casey which uh, apparently going down april 30th so uh, there's a point for you as well. And uh, for the rest of our genius listeners, you guys can share Volkov versus Aspinall going down March 19th and uh, Glover Teixeira versus Yuri Prohaska. We all thought it was happening. We all kind of want to see it. UFC 247, May 7th. So enjoy the points, people. Please enjoy the points. Or or the fraction of the points. Or the very, fraction very, of very the points. Still, yeah. <laughs> hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. 
questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking. From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so the people have submitted their matchmaking selections. And if you guys watching live right now want to submit your matchmaking selections, let's be interesting. Let's be different. Let's think outside the box. Because if you want an Otno point, you saying Francis Ngannou versus John Jones, probably not going to get you a full Otno point. But if you say Francis Ngannou versus Alexander Romanov, and that happens to be the fight, guess what? You're probably getting an Otno point if they put that fight together. So AK for the newbies oh, and for the regulars, oh, the disclaimer, because I feel like I feel like you got some things to get off your chest here. Well, very quick. First of all, like we said, uh, you really only get a solo, like a special golden auto point if you were like one of the only people to have it. So uh, hard to do. It means you have to go you, again. You probably have to pick an unorthodox pick. But if you gamble and you get it, I mean, hey, take your auto point. Uh, please, guys, pay attention. And this is for anyone watching live. We're going to call you out. OK, we're going to I'm going to review some of these picks live. Uh <laughs> Please make sure you've got the right weight class uh, that the people, if they, if you suggest like a rematch that you mentioned, it's a rematch. Cause otherwise I'm going to think you just didn't know that they fought like last March or something. Uh, it could be someone who's been injured now for a long time, or they've been released or they could already be booked. So I think we're going to see a lot of that today, Mike. I know we're going live. So I won't be too hard on people who haven't kept up with all the sort of uh, official and speculated bookings, but um, I, I will still mention it or, or we just won't read it. If you, if your suggestion doesn't get read, it means you effed up. Uh, and that's kind of also leads to our most important rule. Uh, your pick might just be doo-doo, and we don't want to read it. Uh, so we'll we'll be the judge of that. Uh, and don't feel bad. It just means you suck. And, um, you know, try, try again next time. Uh, and one additional rule this week. Uh, people, no, stop making straw weight matchups for uh, Uh She is a flyweight. Yes, she fought Kay Hansen, who was fought as straw weight. But Jezdevizius is a flyweight. I saw a lot of people making straw weight matchups for her. No. No, I don't know if she can never make it. I'm just saying, as far as I know, she's a flyweight. You, you, if you booked her in a strawberry matchup, you messed up. And you didn't know. Wow. AK on fire. That, hey, they're lucky I didn't call it individuals. This is, that's a, that, this is like one of those work emails where like one person messes up and then someone sends in a work email and says, hey, guys, um, could everyone use in the coffee machine? Just remember to do this. When it's really like we all know it was, it was Dave who, you know, didn't, who messed up the coffee machine. So this is the same thing. You, I'm not naming names. You know who you are. You messed up your Jezdevizius picks. I feel like we're going back into the archives of life right here. Ooh, All right, so let's go into this. Let's pull these up. Poppy underscore Bryant, longtime submitter, says go Niners. Congratulations to 49ers fans. Well done. Uh, wild card pick, Madalena versus Danny Hot Chocolate Roberts. No oh. way Jack's hurt that bad. Turn him around semi-quick. Get this fight on that London card. Don't have a problem with that. Man, Poppy underscore Brian is ready to test Michael Morales. Court <laughs> McGee, AK. Michael Morales sure. versus Court McGee. That's tough. That's tough. But that's where Court McGee is now. Court McGee is the we will match him up with anyone guy. Uh, he likes Nermaga Madoff versus Ricky Simone. Feel like the UFC is going to give him a top 15 opponent next. Payetta versus Muslim Salikov. Just rebooked that. He likes Figgy Moreno 4. Ngannou versus Fedor in Bellator. But he's just kidding. I think him and the UFC will work it out and do Ngannou versus Jones. Uh, and then he says, P.S. I always get nervous during the post fight show and someone else on the crew suggests a fight and I hear you and AK rip on it. And I'm like, oh God. I hope this isn't me tomorrow morning. No, so we're nice. Great picks. Yeah, great picks. Nice. Great picks. Love, love. I, I, hey, don't joke about Ngannou Fedor. I love it. Uh, John Ray, first time in two years. I didn't buy a pay-per-view, but I couldn't pay 75 bucks for two fights. All right. Uh, Demopolis, maybe the biggest star in the card. Is her, 
from where where she started to where she's at now. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, sure. Versus Ashley Yoder. Fine fight. Matt yeah. Frivola. What a crazy fight that was against Joe Selecki. <laughs> Tony Gravely versus Davy Grant. Victor Henry versus the Trevin Jones Basharat winner. Morales versus Stolze. Uh, Nermaga Madoff versus the winner of Kyler Phillips versus uh, Rojo. Yep. And like yeah, Moreno versus Pantoja, 2.2 and a half. Uh, Figgy versus Askarov. If he beats Kai Car France, if he loses, then we do Morena Pantoja winner, Gone versus Blades. Okay. Uh, Brandon Nunez, Henry versus Rafael Asuncao. Now, from my understanding, uh, Asuncao is a free agent right now. I think he fought out his deal on the last oh. fight, but it wasn't like released. I think we're still trying to figure this out. Uh, Mike, so it's not I, out of the realm of possibility. Can I, did, did this say Gone versus Blades or Nganu versus Blades? Gone. Oh, thank goodness. I, thought I, was, I was like, I don't, I don't need to see Blades versus uh, Nganu 3 anytime soon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, Michelle Pajeda versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. That seems to be a pretty popular pick. Yeah. Ciro Gone versus Chris Dacus. Probably a bad matchup. I, 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 if you want to kind of... This is no disrespect to Chris Dacus. He's a very tough guy. But if you want to, mm-hmm. you know let gone take a step back or something i think that's a fine fight it's a fight that he'd probably be pretty heavily favored in if we're being honest and both he, coming off losses hey both yep. coming off losses same boat right same boat and he said and just pulled the cm punk but hopefully he gets the john jones fight dropping pipe bombs and pulling the uh money in the bank move where he takes his title <laughs> elsewhere i don't think it's going to go down that easily casey ryan gone versus stipe pajeda versus randy brown say Magomedov versus kyler phillips who wins on february 12th uh morales versus lazes or really anybody outside the top 15 because he's young and still very green no need to rush the the incline with him drew hilty mm-hmm. d1 and ganu is born ak <laughs> we love it all american all american uh cyril versus tuivasa if he gets back Dar- Derek lewis or anyone not named curtis blades <laughs> figgy versus kai car france askaroff winner can't keep, cannot keep the division on hold anymore with the fourth straight moreno fight i don't agree with you but <laughs> AK does. Uh, Morales versus Lazez. Once again, wild card. Victor Henry showed he might be a top 15 guy with that win. Match him up with Holly on Paiva for some fireworks, I say. Uh, Go ahead. I, I love all the Morales Lazez support. This tells me that people, maybe if they don't write it down, but that people keep an internal rankings because I love that. I think people are aware that if you if you made your rankings, that's that, that's what they're, if you ranked like literally every fighter in the UFC, that that's where they would be. So well done, guys. no listeners and now viewers, you guys are the best. You guys are amazing. So smart. Harry Dewaskin. Matt Frivola versus Steve Garcia Jr. seems like a decent fight. Matt needs some contenders where he doesn't fight like a maniac for me <laughs> to want him to fight real contenders. Uh, Tony on Tony time, AK. Tony yeah. Gravely versus Tony Kelly. Hashtag, yeah. Hashtag it. Jack Della Maddalena versus Gabe Green. Hmm. Worley Alves was a bit too much of a step up for me, in my opinion. I don't know about that. I think I think JDM is is super legit. Uh, Victor Henry versus Pedro Munoz, AK. We ready for that? Uh, I did, did I see? I think I saw. Oh no, okay. I do have one of someone who threw one of those out there. Uh, again, it, it's 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 interesting. This guy like with Henry because he has been competing outside the UFC at a at a high level for a long time. So really, if you want to throw him in there with a top fifteen guy or or a top twenty guy, it, it's. I mean, they just did. <laughs> one they just did so yeah absolutely uh, and uh, you know Munoz again is coming off some losses uh, needs a good win to bounce back Henry would be a great win if you get that um, otherwise yeah you keep building up Henry this uh, this this uh, unique personality to to put it nicely uh, he also likes Michael Morales versus Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov mm-hmm. Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Ronnie Yaya Michelle Bejeda versus Jeff Neal that's fun 
And, yeah, and I, I looked at that. I don't know. I didn't love it for some reason. Um, what was I? I think, oh, I think because I wanted something else for Neil uh, already. I think a fight that's still possible. So um, I can't I can't go back on my Otno selection just yet. It's a little too soon. Uh, Ngata versus Derek Lewis. If he doesn't leave the UFC just to get it back for Ngano, mm. and it might be a weird fight. We like weird <laughs> fights. Uh, Gerard Biagin. Uh, ooh, a flyweight tournament where there is Figgy versus Pantoja. In Moreno rematches, Askarov, Kyra France, Roy Val, the fourth fight can happen after. We do a tournament and if a, a Grand Prix, AK, a, fe- I mean, a flyweight Grand Prix, and maybe we get Figgy Moreno four in the sure. finals. But, but Cop is in there. Cop's definitely in there uh, to continue the year of Ryzen. What, what could be the year of Ryzen? God help us. Victor Henry, Prochka, and Cop. Uh, it's just scary. <laughs> I like that idea, but the UFC isn't fun, so they won't do that. Uh, Saeed versus Pedro Munoz. Saeed versus Pedro Munoz. Unless Sugar Sean wants that Dagestani smoke. Michael Morales versus Dwight Grant. Victor Henry versus Adrian Yanez. Winner gets top 10 to 15 opponent. Uh, Jack Maddalena versus Gabe Green. Matt Frivola versus the Patty Pimblett Vargas winner for more run one-round chaos. Yeah, why not? Uh, Francesco, our fan from Italy. He likes Pajeda versus Li Jing Liang. Morales versus AJ Fletcher. Gravely versus Lewis Smolka. Henry versus Manus. Henry versus Manus would be crazy, mm-hmm. but I think Henry has kind of surpassed that at that point. Owen Carroll, Jazz and Jazz Devizius versus Pollyanna Botelio. Demopoulos versus Mallory Martin. That's a good fight. Matt Frivola versus Mason Jones would be all sorts of bananas. Tony Gravely versus Said Yakub Hakramanov. Madalena versus Semmelsberger, Victor Henry, Rafael Asunso, Figueredo, Askarov, France, Moreno, Pantoja, Ngano versus Luis Tuavasa, winner for the title. Tino Alvarez, John Jones, Stipe Miocic. If Ngano wants to hold out, they should fight for the interim vacant title, have Francis fight the winner. Victor Henry versus Chris Gutierrez is an interesting fight. I like that. Mike Mafravola versus Leo Santos. Demopoulos versus Tabitha Ricci. Jazz Devizius versus Courtney Casey, although Courtney Casey is booked to fight Antonita Shevchenko. Yep. April 30th. Robbie Ryan, uh, Madalena versus Worley Alves rebooked as an appropriate step up in competition or Semmelsberger. Nirmaga Madoff versus Sean O'Malley. There's, I, I just don't see a world where Sean O'Malley is jumping all over that opportunity. <laughs> no, right? that doesn't make a lot of sense for him. I'm not saying, not saying he couldn't win the fight, but he's been, he's so calculated with like with how he takes his matchups. Uh, that one seems a little a little uh, dicey. Yeah, he said maybe Simone as well. Everyone else ranked 9 to 15 is on a skate. O'Malley, Nirmaga Madoff gives the fight more name value. I just don't see O'Malley being excited for that one behanna versus alex morono yeah that was the first one i looked at i have them right now i believe i have them right next to each other i think behanna is one spot behind morono in my in my rankings um so yeah but the only reason i didn't go with that is because like i said i think you and i are both thinking let's give him a real real like big 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 step up and then you know he can always go back into that morono range right uh moreno figgy four ingano lewis two after he knocks out to ivas i'm a proud aussie but i'm a realist wow how about that tristan gordet Saeed Nurmagomedov versus the winner of Dana Batskari and Montel Jackson. I know Saeed called out O'Malley and Cheeto, but I don't think he'll get those opponents. I don't think he'll be ranked yet, so this seems like a more realistic and appropriate fight to make. Michael Morales versus Gabe Green. Wild card, Victor Henry versus Umar Nurmagomedov. Wow. Hayoni Barcelos and Hayoni Barcelos versus Adrian Yanez. Barcelos ranked 21. Yanez is ranked 22 in the Bantamweight division of the UFC, according to the MMA World Rankings. He likes... Jazz and Jazz Devizius versus Di- Diana Belbita. Belbita is actually booked, I believe, against Gloria De Paula, February 12th or 19th, something in February. So uh, no go for that one. AKTU, my man. 
Uh, I was going to say, I didn't, I'm sorry, I went by so quickly. I, I was going to react to the uh, bat uh, Montel Jackson fight, which I wasn't even aware was a thing. So uh, that's March 26th, apparently. I, oh, I that is a thing. I what have a no idea. Fight that's, gonna gonna be. that's, again, for anyone just tuning to the show, is one of the best parts of the show, by the way, is uh, we cover so much news and just uh, ingest so much MMA, it all blurs together. So seeing everyone talk about matchups and having to remind ourselves which matchups are already made, which fighters are, are, uh, are available or unavailable, uh, it really helps keep the brain sharp. And again, now I'm aware of the now the Jackson did not backery thing is in is in my head now. So I really had not did not know that that fight was happening. Oh goodness me, where do I begin? Um, first of all, <laughs> I just got a, uh, a IG DM with an uh, obscene name uh, right after someone was asking me if I check my DMs. <laughs> Enrique Ortiz, was that you? Because I'd rather say Enrique Ortiz than the name of the account. I mean, it's not like I mean I can read it. It's just you know, it's like it's like raw dog offensive. You know what I mean? It's not like totally inappropriate. Um, God, oh, where did I want to start today? Oh, right, okay. Well, uh, some of the most popular picks. Again, you've read them. Um, of course, uh, Ngana Miocic 3 was like one of the biggest suggestions I saw. I, I think most people, again, are thinking more outside the box or slash outside the octagon, I should say. But I think if he sticks around, they just kind of want to see that trilogy uh, be resolved, which I'm fine with. And uh, Gan versus Miocic was also, um, was also a, a topic of conversation. So Stipe looks sitting it out, but people are talking about him. Um, surprisingly for Moreno, what the what I, what I actually saw more than the uh, tetralogy was uh, the, him getting the Askarov Car uh, France winner. I had saw several people recommend that, uh, so that's going down March 26th. And that, that again, that's that's uh, that's not where I'm leaning. Like I said, I'd rather see him fight Pantoja, but I do think Askarov Car France should get one of those guys. Uh, maybe maybe it's Moreno. People suggested it. Uh, yeah, you mentioned Pajeda Ponzinibbio, very popular pick. Uh, at UFC MMA News Net saying it's time for Michelle to get a top 15 opponent. I think we agree. Uh, thank you for the message, by the way, from that account. Uh, first time, first time messaging. Uh, Ricky Simone, Nurmagomedov, Nur- Nur- very popular. Uh, what do you think of Victor Henry, Brian Kelleher, Mike? Let's go. Yeah. Hopefully uh, Kelleher, you know, his his belly issues don't don't affect him <laughs> heading into the fight, and and things are much cleaner in that yeah. in that sense. Yeah, but people- yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a fun fight. You wanna, if you uh, want to treat people, watch the watch the opening of uh, this week's uh, Between the Links, where we had special guest Brian Kelleher, and uh, he he uh, quite quite uh, lovingly talks about uh, sharding for his most recent fight. So there we go. That's the only kind of kind of quality journalism you get here at MMA Fighting. Um, <laughs> regarding that matchup, uh, Hayes III, I wanted to read this. He says, "I matched up Brian Kelleher with the winner of this fight last week, and I'm sticking with it. Might be viewed as a step back from Barcelos for Henry, but I do rate Kelleher fairly highly, and also that fight would be an absolute banger." So who wouldn't, who wouldn't want to see it? Also, the prelims, uh, the UFC 270 prelims were awesome. Yeah, I did. I, I quite enjoyed them as well. Uh, and as far as Henry versus Yanez, Max Block, the engineer, not Max Block Photography. We have two Max Blocks guys who contribute to us <laughs> regularly. And the other Max Block did chime in later, so I had to make this distinction. Uh, Victor Henry having just beat Barcelos easily, top 20, top 25 bantamweight, two weeks notice, should absolutely be rewarded with another big fight. Uh, he mentions Yanez, and he's very specific. He says Yanez at UFC 275. Is there a rumored date for that? For that one, uh, Mike, two seventy five. I know we said two seventy six was in, it was just got announced um, for International Fight Week. I guess two seventy five would be the supposed May card. The Brazil is that the Brazil? No, that's two seventy four. I think so. so two seventy five would be June. July, all right, July is the two seventy six. So I guess yeah. So two seventy five in June. I haven't heard much about it. Um, I guess obviously we're just assuming that's where to land. So. So uh, Max Block, very specific there, went saying for 275. Uh, Yanez coming off, big win, David Grant. Assuming he does not get the O'Malley fight. Who's O'Malley going to fight? Uh, the winner would absolutely deserve top 15. Both styles match up great. If Yanez can get the finish, we've seen how Henry can be a smooth operator on the feet. Uh, so, yeah, I like that one. And, uh, yeah, uh, Gravely versus Tony Kelly, very popular. We saw that. Uh, Barry O'Reilly specifically saying, Battle of the Tonys. 
and the loser has to start referring to themselves as Anthony. That's not the worst thing. Anthony no. Kelly sounds kind of nice. You might want to lose that. Anthony Gravely, I don't know. I don't quite love this one. <laughs> uh, so, uh, again, there's a lot of uh, uh, consensus picks. Guys, I keep track of those. Don't worry. But let's move on to uh, some of the individual suggestions here. Uh, AO It's Dad on Twitter says, Henry versus Nathaniel Wood, uh, Michael, Ra- Michael Morales, Nicholas Dalby. Man, we want to see Nicholas Dalby back in action. Uh, and there's that Michelle Pajada, Daniel Rodriguez suggestion. Nganu versus Alexi Olenek, Mike in submission underground <laughs> adcc slash sug uh and gano has drawn a lot of interest uh that sweepy hit on uh, you know i mean maybe it wasn't necessarily uh uh gone's best offense there but he did hit a pretty crazy ass sweep in the later rounds uh that i know had a lot of people talking so would you want to see that uh, grappling match i mean sure i mean it wouldn't go well for francis but maybe power bombs alexio Olenek unconscious yeah Francis. is that is that legal? I mean, anything's legal when you're. I feel like when you're when you're fighting uh, France and Gunn. I mean, are you, you going to tell him he can't do something? Chael Sonnen ain't going to tell him. Uh, Nick, try. <laughs> at Nick Linville on Twitter just wants to say uh, their left field takeaway is Stipe should move down to light heavyweight if he wants a chance at winning gold again. He's pretty big. I don't know if he wants to do that. Oh my gosh. Uh, he says I feel like this new breed of heavyweight too much for him to overcome. And Gunn and Gunn are just different. Uh, mind blown emoji. Would love to hear your guys' thoughts on it. Hashtag gear of the... No, I'm not going to read that. Um, <laughs> kind of, nice, nice try, Nick Linville. Nice try. You're not going to... No, no. I'm Absolutely. not going to... No. Uh, Four Corner Sports NY. Uh, what's up? We see him in the comments. I know you've been commenting uh, on this episode. Uh, Francis Ngannou gets a title stripped of him by Dana White. Dana puts Steve A versus John Jones for a vacant heavyweight title. Uh, and for some reason, if Ngannou does fight again, then it'll be against John Jones. Uh, but yeah, all of that, again, so much of this is possible. Um, I just don't know when it's going to be resolved. Uh, Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Jack Shore. I like that suggestion. Uh, Shore is fighting Timor Valiev March 19th. But uh, Four Corner Sports says uh, win, lose, or draw, make it happen. They were booked to fight uh, at some time last year. and That uh, that fight didn't happen. So yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely down with that. Um, Henry versus Miles Johns. If he beats John Castaneda. I'm uh, not reading everything here. Uh, the Demol- Demopolis-Yoder matchup was a rebooking as well. So he points that out so thank you for that um so i like some of those picks thank you uh four corner sports <laughs> mike someone tried to call me out and poke fun of my beloved raptors what i i i don't know what i did to provoke oh i know i'm sorry i will say i did deserve to be called out this this call out is just weak um nate andrews uh first i'll read uh, nate nate's picks francis versus brock in the wwe oh sorry oh wait a minute i'm sorry this is i'm uh, sorry i'm reading the wrong guy here Sorry, this is uh, my my bag. I got my notes. My notes jumbled up here. Uh, let me read Dax Pike first. Francis versus Brock in WWE, uh, which I love. Uh, my notes are an absolute mess here. Gone versus the Rosenstrike, uh, Tibura loser. Frivola versus Othman Azaitar. Uh, Steamrola versus Bulldozer. Uh, they were also booked to fight last year, so that would be um, so that would be redone. Uh, sorry, it was Nate Andrews. Excuse me. So thank you for those picks, Dak. It was Nate Andrews. Uh, who came at me first, suggesting uh, Michelle Pajera, uh, Max Griffin, Neil Magny winner. They're fighting March 26th. I like it. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is possible. Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Umar Nurmagomedov, Mike? Hashtag Nurmagomedov on Nurmagomedov? Sheesh. Because uh, as far as we know, Saeed, it's a little confusing. He is, I, I don't think he's a direct blood relative of uh, Habib. I think Umar is. Um, but also, I, I believe Saeed is p- still part of that like cluster. It's very, it's a little confusing. I think he's called like a cousin of Habib, but I don't know if it's cousin, like you know, just like a, a sort of informal, you know what I mean? Like, oh, they're so close, they're like family, but I, I don't think that would happen. I think uh, Nate just wanted to see that hashtag, so there you go. Congratulations. Um, 
I'll read their comments. So I have listen. I've I've said some raw things about Buffalo. I'm not a fan of the city of Buffalo. I I just I haven't had good experiences going there. So I'm sure the pe- fine people of Buffalo uh, are good people, and uh, they have to be to to live in Buffalo. So, um, but Nate Andrews did not take kindly to all my Buffalo bashing. Now he says I understand if it was from Mike looking bar- down the barrel of legions of Bills Mafia. Uh, nine Bud Lights deep at all times. So proud, proud about it. Uh, reveling in the most cathartic win in franchise history. But you, he says, I don't come into the Otno picks talking about how awful it looks uh, that the Raptors let Kawhi walk uh, over not wanting to trade Siakam for Paul George when the Clippers did. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if that was even realistic. Plus, I'd rather have Siakam than Paul George right now. Anyway, uh, if you've been watching the Raptors this season, Siakam has been amazing. So very weak attempt at a Raptors put down. Uh, also, listen, flags, uh, banners fly forever and the Raptors are champions. The Clippers aren't close. So uh, poo-poo on the Clippers, poo-poo on the, uh, on the general Buffalo area. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, let me, just, let, let me just say to all you Bills fans out there, you best keep that same energy. You better win this game because if you don't, I got receipts forever and Twitter's going to get ugly if you guys lose to the Chiefs today. I'm telling you right now. I will say I am hoping for the for the Bills to uh, upset the Chiefs because we do want to see uh, Ariel Hawani's Bills versus Damon Martin's uh, Cincinnati Bengals in the uh, in the conference finals. So that'd be very exciting. So uh, Nate Andrews saying, uh, "Okay, I'm not." He says, "I'm not mad." At, he's not mad at me. He's just disappointed. Well, I'm just bored with your comment, Nate. So thank you for the picks as always, <laughs> a regular contributor, and uh, watch some more basketball. Maybe you'll have some better uh, basketball related put downs. Uh, uh, Four Corner Sports asks if the Bills won the Super Bowl. I wear a Josh Allen jersey. Absolutely not. Never. Continue on. <laughs> yeah, that ain't happening. Uh, Liam Perry just says, and Ganu, if he stays, has to be Jones. Uh, he likes Pajeda versus Neil, so there you go. Again, I'm, I'm not crazy about it, but that that's out there. And uh, some other we've already seen. Favola versus Scott Holtzman. I felt like that, like I've seen that fight already. Very logical matchup. Yeah. Uh, Hayes Bethard, I want to read their comments on Nganu. Uh, they said they don't feel good about it, but uh, him and John Jones is the fight to make. I don't like Jones still being in the fight game at this point, but it could really be the biggest fight in UFC heavyweight history, of course. Uh, John's making the fight, though, is another story. And he has a bold prediction that if Tui Vasa gets an impressive KO of Derek Lewis, uh, that they give him a title fight. I can easily see Dana cash in on Ty in hopes he can be a new star. And they could probably pay him a lot less than Jones. Yes, that's a big factor as well. Uh, I feel like I'm tied to half a point, at least if this happens. I'll give you a full point, uh, Hayes. I always appreciate your uh, your input. So cool pick there. Uh, anything, uh, see, anything new here? Uh, Matt Favola versus Jai Herbert. I like it. And uh, Jess Devizius versus uh, Mandy Baum. That's actually one I looked at as well. So uh, good pick there. Uh, Braden O'Neill, uh, Michelle Pajera versus Zaleski. Uh, Caparera versus Caparera, essentially. Uh, Michael Morales versus Dwight Grant. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, they're with me on Henry versus Saeed. Saeed never met off. Uh, and uh, Demopolis versus Loma Lukbunmi. Hmm. Sure. Styles. She probably get, if I go a similar way, she gets cracked again and then just tries to get something off her back. <laughs> probably, yeah. I mean, I mean, Demopolis is, uh, I mean, she definitely have the strength advantage in this fight. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah. She's the, bigger, the, yeah. Loma with those, those leg kicks and the clinch. That, yeah, that'd be fun. Man, Demopolis got hit so hard. So hard. I, I said in the slack, I think her brain got knocked into the sixth row. Um, but uh, she's tough as hell and obviously uh, a great instinctive grappler because, I mean, she caught she caught Juarez making a mistake and, and made her pay. So that was fantastic. Seamus Law says, uh, Francis Ganu gives the middle finger to Dana and the UFC and signs with uh, Jake Paul management. Hey, maybe that's the way to go. I don't know. Uh, Victor Henry versus uh, Sey Jakob Hakramanov. I like that one. Uh Demopolis versus Pollyanna Viana. 
uh, Fravola versus Borshev, uh, who just recently won, uh, and Jazdavizius versus the Luana Carolina Molly McCann winner March 19th. A lot of Jazdavizius talk. Again, a little bit hard to book right now at this stage, but um, uh, not for other people, apparently. Uh, Marcus McGahey, sure enough, calls this the D1 Francis edition of On to the Next One. So thank you, Marcus. Um, Michael Morales versus uh, uh, Phil Rowe, Jason Witt winner, and uh, Demopolis versus Estella Nunez. So some good, good stuff there. <laughs> Like you're gonna like this. Oh God. Oh, uh, our, no, no. Then I mean, it's in a good way. This is at the expense of, of our one of our, our loyal listeners. So Thomas Collins, uh, a few days ago, actually messaged me before earlier in the week, saying, "I'm gonna try something here. I'm gonna try something new." He was going to do predictions, um, and and also ahead of time predictions who's gonna win the fights, and then just do his picks like on Thursday. Uh, unfortunately, almost none of his picks were correct. So- <laughs> I feel I feel his pain. <laughs> he picked Cyril Gan. He picked Brandon Moreno. He picked uh, Howie Barcelos, and he picked K Hansen. Uh, so hey, I'm with him. I, I picked uh, I picked Moreno and K Hansen as well. So uh, so uh, those unfortunately didn't pan out. But Thomas Collins, do not be deterred. He, there's a lot of good thoughts in here. I won't read them all out. Very in in depth matchmaking based on if these people had won, uh, which they did not. But thank you. Uh, thank you, <laughs> Thomas Collins. Uh, who else do we, I got? Guys, I got I got a lot here. I got our first pay per view of the year. Uh, Timmy Osho, uh, Jack Della Maddalena versus Nico Price. I mean, I don't like we're all in on that. Uh, Saeed Nomagomedov versus Sean O'Malley. Uh, or uh, sorry, that's what he would have said. He said he thinks uh, there would have been tons of Sugar versus Saeed matchups, and then they changed their mind and went with Saeed versus uh, Ricky Simone. You were wrong. Everyone's picking Saeed and Ricky Simone. It's the uh, Mali matchup that I think is is a little bit more doubtful now. So, Timmy, you got to stick. We got to stick with your gut, man. Uh, and our last from Twitter, Barry O'Reilly, uh, Matt Favola versus Gudam Kutatlatse, uh, Saeed. <laughs> oh, Mike, you're gonna hate this. Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Murab Dwalishvili. Wow. I mean, how dare the the, the disrespect to Marab Dwellish Willie, like. who's a top five bantamweight right now? You're gonna send him to fight an unranked side. Where Not is 20. the reward for Marab there? There's zero, absolutely <laughs> zero reward. Yeah, I mean, cool. It, obviously, a great opportunity for Saeed, but yeah, Marab. But hell, Marab might not might not have a choice. Who's gonna sign the dotted line to fight that guy? Right. So, I mean, that's look, that's that's exactly what uh, Barry said. Barry says nobody will want to fight either of these guys. Let's match them up for some Eastern European uh, violence. So uh, that's certainly one way to look at it. Uh, Michelle Pajeda versus Kevin Holland. If he beats uh, Alex Cowboy Oliveira, UFC 272, March 5th. Uh, and uh, Gon versus Aspinall. If Aspinall beats Volkov. Uh, Adolfo Vieira versus Gerald Mearshart. Um and they just want to know, do you guys know why he did why he didn't fight? Uh, we've heard some things, nothing again that I think can really be reported right now. Um, again, we're kind of just hoping it, it is just a medical issue, health related, um, not, not not COVID and uh, nothing related to like a weight cut or like that. So hopefully um, that gets all cleared and we do see Hadolfo Vera back because I think a mere sharp fight would be super fun. And, uh, you know, Gerald would love it. Yeah. Uh, OK, let me go quickly to email here. Uh, oh, what the heck? <laughs> hey. I gotta call. I gotta call some people out. Uh, sorry, Mike. I haven't. By the way, I have, I have not been paying uh, super close attention to the comments. Anything? Anything jumping out at you from there? I've been pulling them up when uh, there's a lot of bickering going on. It's oh, isn't isn't that always the way? People be not, People. I don't know if you know. This isn't one of those YouTube shows. We're like, oh, we do this hot debates, and we're like, oh, uh, oh, Stephen A. Smith. I shouldn't even say his name, but Stephen A. Smith oh. just shouting some some dumbass opinion, and then let's let's argue about it. This is a place of this is a safe space. 
this is a place of positivity. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we'll call you out for for uh, you know for talking some doo doo, but it's it's out of love. It's always out of love. And and Mike will tell you that. I mean, Mike is uh, sometimes got to check. Mike has checked some people in the past, but I always think everyone you've checked, Mike, you've improved their lives. That's that's my opinion. <laughs> I try. I, I get you, a little. I get a little angry once you, in a while. Yeah, you do get. You get a little. You get a little heated. You get a little Dana White. Uh, a little Dana White color in your face sometimes. Uh, and now people can see it. Now that we're doing video, so that's great. true. Uh, Laura T. Uh, coming in with uh, Jazz Devizius versus Leanna Jojua. Uh, I don't think Jojua's in the UFC anymore. I believe she announced her, she's been released. So uh, sorry, Laura. I got to call you out. But I also wanted to. Apparently, uh, Laura, my fellow Canadian, uh, says she cashed in on. Uh, Jazzy J as a plus 300 dog. So congratulations on that. And uh, Laura, I did like the uh, Frivola versus Madsen Vichel winner pick. Uh, so they're fighting UFC 273 uh, April 9th. I like that pick. So thank you, Laura. Casey Carpenter, always coming in with a nice compliments. One of our most supportive listeners. Uh, they really enjoyed what Jed and I had to say about uh, the announcements this week. Guys, if you didn't see it, we did an article. Uh, the Great Divide. Best commentary trios, worst commentary trios, and sort of what our fantasy commentary trio could be if we could pick names forever so uh please guys go read that and let us know what you think um if you have the chance so um and uh casey is bummed out that uh they wanted to focus on watching football and they couldn't because of the ufc so there's some conflict there so uh sorry to hear that casey but uh and ganu versus lewis too if he beats tuivasa unless jones gonna fight then of course it's uh, jones and ganu uh say no versus casey kenny yeah i mean yeah. i don't hate it mm. i don't hate it it's a do it's basically like you're basically putting Saeed in a position to just start knocking dudes out of the UFC. Because if Cody Stamen, if, if that loss knocks Cody out, if he beats Casey Kenny, that knocks Casey out too, because that'll be three in a row, I believe, for him mm -hmm. as well. So, yeah, he could just be the uh, the, execu the the Bantamweight executioner. It's such a deep division. <laughs> we'll just send Saeed in there to start knocking these contenders off. There we go. And uh, Michelle Pajeda versus the Li, Li Jingliang. That's a very logical fight. I was actually surprised it hasn't sure. already even been attempted to be booked. I thought for, it's in my head like it had been booked and fallen through, but I don't think it's even been uh, been reported or suggested. So I like that. Uh, Denny Caps from my last emailer here. Uh, he says, uh, oh, I want to read something from Denny. Um, Oh, underwhelming card on paper, overdelivered. I mean, look, you only remember the ones that uh, under that are underwhelming and overdeliver. There are plenty that are underwhelming and stay underwhelming. But uh, not recently, though. I will say, UFC has, I think, it's had some pretty good luck. Um, and Gano's need needs time to heal, so he waits for the winner of Gone versus Stipe. Uh, and then uh, Denny going outside the box a lot here, picking some people who aren't in the UFC. Mike, should I allow this? I mean, what's your thoughts on this? I mean, those are supreme Otno point potential oh my picks God. right there but, but are, i don't even think these are you, you, uh, has euros euros Jurisic, has he been signed he's a uh he's a, a, a aca guy i think i don't know sorry guys i, I should know better but uh, michael morales versus euros Jurisic, sure i guess uh this is a really bad one danny i gotta call you out jack uh, jack della madalena versus sultan aliyev uh sultan aliyev retired three years ago um, he hasn't fought since 2019 so uh i guess i like the idea like i like the creativity but um he doesn't fight anymore. So, uh, you know, you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. And then uh, Jazz Devizias versus uh, Natalia Silva, uh, one of the top presenting prospects. Again, I don't know if she's been signed. So, so Denny, if I'm wrong on this one and Jurisic and Silva have already been signed and Aliyev has miraculously come out of retirement, then I apologize. I'll give you uh, bonus auto points if any of these um, any of these come around. So, And uh, Demopoulos versus Tabitha Ricci. Uh, again, I, I think Ricci's ahead of her, but it's a pretty tight division. So I can see it happening. So thank you, Denny. Um, and I did want to shout out, so I won't read this all, but I did want to shout out the other max block, uh, the engineer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. All right. So I mentioned it earlier. Yes. Okay. And then max block photography also coming in on Instagram. I'll get, I'll get to that in a second, but uh, okay. Uh, Mike, I don't normally do this because uh, Instagram is a bunch of wild boys. I normally screen these picks pretty thoroughly. 
So guys, we're in the home stretch here, but I will read these out uh, mostly untouched. Uh, our guy Otno at MMA Fighting Memes. Follow that on Instagram, people. It is a hilarious account uh, run by Michael Conifry. Uh Della Madalena versus uh, Zawada. And Kyler Phillips, if he makes it through, uh, Rojo could give <laughs> should fight Victor Henry for the Gemini Man title. Do Kyler and Victor look alike? The hair and... Yeah, yeah I mean, when, yeah. baby face Kyler Phillips. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, they okay. fought before. Victor has a win over Kyler Phillips, doesn't he? Uh, back in 2018, yes, he does. Yes, so, there you go. No, a rematch. Yeah. A rematch, storylines. So tr- <laughs> truly, the Gemini Man title. Uh, Dad Jackson, this was his predictions before. Cedil beats Francis by decision, wrong. Uh, <laughs> Moreno beats Figgy, wrong. Michelle Pajeda does a backflip. <laughs> I believe he did during his entrance, so there you go, correct. Uh, Stamen beats Nurmagomedov, wrong. Uh, and uh, Jerry the King Lawler continues to duck him in 2022. That's his own thing he's got going on. I shouldn't have even read that. I'm sorry if anyone sees that. It's just confused. So uh, well done, Dad Jackson. You really um, really nailed all those predictions there. Uh, uh, Carlo, uh, oh, gosh. What's it? Uh, Carlos Torres Buckley Cazeres. Uh, Morales versus Eric Anders. Uh, wrong weight class. Come on, guys. Carlos, what are we doing? Come on now. Um, but I did like uh, that he mentioned... <laughs> Uh, and Ganu's grappling made him look like one of the monsters from the movie uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. He's so freaking strong. Very impressive. A uh, shout out to Toka and, and Rezar, by the way, for people who um, remember that movie. So, uh, Lupak Mirage. Gosh, these names. You guys on Instagram are just crazy. Wants Ganu versus Anthony Joshua. And he's already warning that this could be a dude. He put his own doo-doo emoji in the, in the message. Uh, Fury would be a murder. Like I said, Fury would just destroy Ganu. Wilder would just be weird. But I think Joshua's status right now could use a big name fight to make people care about him again. I don't know. So yeah, and uh, you could sh- sell the hell uh, out of an Ngannou Anthony Joshua fight. I'll tell you that much. Uh, Henry Sal, Kevin Holland. Uh, there's a Kevin Holland prayer. So thank you, Lupak. Uh, MMA heads always setting a ton of picks. Again, sorry guys, we're, I just cannot read these all this week. Uh, I do keep track though. Uh, MMA heads and Matt Bradbury. Again, you guys are are excellent. Matt Bradbury does want to know what's going on with Juicy Formiga. Is he retired? He might be retired from MMA, Mike. He's been doing grappling competitions. He has not fought in MMA for over 18 months, which is why he's, he has not been in the uh, MMA fighting global rankings. Um, it would not surprise me if he did not fight in MMA again. But, Mike, I don't know if you've heard anything. I haven't. Uh, Guillermo Cruz would probably be the guy to, to ask about that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, have no, I don't know. My, my guess is he's just taking it by ear, right? He's doing grappling competitions. He's a great jiu-jitsu guy. That's where he came from. He's kind of going back to his roots, enjoying that. Uh, the wear and tear of MMA is a whole other thing. He's in the twilight of his career. So he's probably just being picky with whether he wants to fight again in the UFC or, uh, again, like I said, maybe walk away and just, just grapple. Uh, Tune, breaking my heart here, one of his picks, Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Frankie Edgar. People, stop trying. I've said this on many shows. This I should have added to the disclaimer, and I think I had in a, in a, in a previous uh a previous episode stop trying to kill frankie edgar okay i know you guys are probably just being nice i know you think you're being respectful keeping frankie busy giving him relevant fights i i'm not, I'm not saying he could lose that I mean, i'm not saying he could win that fight excuse me he, he could certainly beat a say never mega met he's so experienced but gosh every fight now it feels like he's one highlight real strike away from just having having his face just mashed up and turned into a meme so um tune how dare you uh thank you for the picks but how dare you and one that we have just... an answer. We have an answer to the Formiga oh, uh, question. Please. Uh, he's fighting at LFA 24. What? On February 11th. What? Yeah. He's fighting. He signed with LFA. He's in the, in the main event of LFA 124 the day, <laughs> the night before UFC 271. 
Did you Google this or did, did you just message Gui? No, I Google. I, I, some people said it in the chat oh, and okay, I just okay. looked it up and See? our buddy Big Marcel got the, uh, the, oh, okay. the fight poster. So there See? it is. It's not on topology, so sorry. I, I I rely heavily on topology if it's not Before there. Formiga got released. I, I mean, he got released okay. in yeah. You know, that, that's he, right. He's definitely right. He wants. Uh, so thank you, by the way, listeners again and viewers again. Like I said, I always say the people who watch the show, or even if you're first time or tuning into the show, you're doing it because you're a smart, intelligent person, smarter than us. So thank you guys in the comments who pointed that out and, and uh, getting us on the right track. Uh, it'll be great to see Formiga back. He's a top look. He's a top fifteen uh flyweight stuff i know we haven't seen him in a while i still think he's a top 15 flyweight he has some huge wins uh over guys in the flyweight division so uh depending what happens there you guys could see him back in the ranking soon uh even if it's uh he doesn't go you know even he's not in the ufc anymore oh boy um, oh boy what oh what mike please go ahead francis and ganu just tweeted out a fight no. poster in no, ganu fury 2022 no francis three no, minutes I mean, ago actually why am i saying no what i say good <laughs> yeah, go get is, that money son. Oh, i see now this is in response to uh Tessa fury tweeting earlier today uh congratulations francis if you want to make some real money come see the gypsy king so this is a response to that so uh, uh excellent news excellent news um but yeah people stop booking fights for frankie edgar i want him to exist like schrodinger's cat schrodinger's fighter in this perpetual state of retirement slash non-retirement <laughs> and just forever and we, we can talk oh, about no. him and talk about fights for him but just not actually have him fight and uh I guess I have to read this out. Uh, I, I don't know, again, if this was the the person who um, asked if I was taking DMs in the uh, YouTube comments. But this is from an account called Naoya Inui Bitch. I am so sorry. This is live. Guys, this is live television. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, and I'll read their whole message because it's the first time. Hey, AK, hope you see this. Long-time listener, first-time submission. Uh, I'll go with Nomegomedov versus the Morais Song Yadong winner. Wow. Uh, Pajeda versus Gunnar Nelson for Gunny's comeback. Oh, I like that. Yes, we we should see Gunnar Nelson compete again in uh, 2022. So uh, uh, it's just Gunnar on that London card, right? Like you hey, have maybe. to think. Let's bring uh, let's bring uh, Dumbledore to the UK. So that is their uh, no. They want an no point for that one if it happens. So I'll keep that in mind. And finally, prospect versus prospect, uh, Della Madalena versus uh, Bat Semmelsberger. I don't even know it's called Semmelsberger prospect, but um, I get it. Some you, relative UFC experience. So thank you, uh, NIB, which is what I will call this account from now on. Uh, and thank you, everyone else who sent in picks. Again, you guys are friggin' amazing. Um, I th- is, that, is that it for our, our listener picks, uh, Mike? I think so. Everyone's Damn. just asking about Chael Sonnen and ESPN and why Dana didn't show up to the press conference. And again, we'll, we'll reiterate, I have no idea. It looks, uh, it'll, yeah. Yeah, our minds can race and <laughs> we're probably right. Like our minds take us in the direction that's probably what's actually going on. Yeah. Dana is probably thinking of a way to respond. But again, we don't want to speculate. Because if we speculate and then like something happened and there's a family emergency that we all like idiots. exactly exactly you so, feel terrible you feel TBD terrible. Yeah. TBD uh, but hopefully everything is fine with Dana White his family his friends his close loved ones and he's just being an a hole that's our fingers crossed guys Pray, prayers that Dana's just being an a hole and nothing's going wrong uh, in his life uh, I'll address this because <laughs> it's been asked 417 times uh, what did you think of Ngannou laying on top for three rounds the dude he won he won the fight. I wouldn't even call that laying on top. He was working super hard to stay on top. <laughs> and Francis laying on top of you is like, I mean, that sucks. Like there's, it's like you just, you just sit there and you're just like, oh, this isn't so bad. You have a massive individual just laying on top of you, deeming you incapable to move or get back to your feet. Like, listen, we're, we're all in agreement. This is not a fight that they're going to put on ESPN Classic on Tuesday and be like, you have to watch this. It's not going to happen, but... Francis dug deep and on one leg, mind you, 
one knee beat Cyril Gunn in the final three rounds after being down two rounds to none. It ain't pretty, but the man went in there in a must-win situation, especially with what he put on the line, and won the fight. All right? It wasn't pretty. It's not an all-time great classic, but it's a fight, the most important fight of both of these guys' careers, I think. Francis, for, for other reasons than Cyril Gunn, from what he'll take away from it. It's not pretty, but a very important fight in the careers of both these guys. When the biographies of both these gentlemen are written, this fight will be a very important chapter for both. Yeah, look, to, to give a somewhat dated uh, reference now, and I'm sorry, guys, I'm not up to date with the new music, but this is like when Kanye West did 808s and Heartbreaks. Not my favorite Kanye West album. A very strange, some people love it. I, I think it's objectively not a, not a very good album. But without that album, you don't get My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. You don't get Yeezus. So we had to suffer through this fight, and I think both men will be better for it in the future. So I, I'm sorry, guys. If there's a more current music reference, please insert. I'm, I'm very old. Um, but... Uh, Mike, and by the way, let me just say this, especially yeah, yeah. for for people who are have are just become fans of like the last five years, there are way worse main events than that one. Way oh yeah, worse. And Anderson yeah. Silva was involved in like two or three of them. <laughs> it, it and this is when he was the greatest fighter on earth. It happens. People have great champions have stink bombs. A lot of GSP. I mean, look, GSP, one of our greatest champions, takes a lot of criticism from his fights and some of his fights. Even if you like his style, I mean, you can't watch like GSP and Jake Shields and go like, "Oh, that's a great fight." It's like, no, that's that's a terrible fight. Terrible fight in one of the biggest UFC cards in history. Um, so it happens. I mean, guys, it happens. Mike, we got a lot of first timers. You know, we might have a lot of first time viewers. So we gotta we gotta let them know how to reach us. We gotta let them know how to reach us, guys. I am all over the place. Uh, slide into my DMs. They are open on Instagram, open on Twitter. Uh, on IG, I'm Alexander K. K. Lee. On uh, Twitter, I'm Alexander K. Lee, just the 1K. And uh, hit up my work email, guys, alex.lee at sbnation.com. Hit us up with it, whatever. Hit me up with whatever you want. Mike, where can they get you? Uh, Instagram, M underscore heckjr. Best way to do it. Uh, I look at that more than I look at anything else. So, yeah, best way to do it. And. We have to create like our own Otno Instagram account, and then everything can just flood right into that account. I think that's where we're gonna, that, that's a goal for for twenty twenty two. So no show this no show next week because there's no UFC event. I know Tristan Gorda is like, oh, but there's Bellator. Let's do a Bellator show. When Bellator proves to me that they deserve an Otno show, they can have one. Woo! All right. There's our mic. I thought I thought I thought we were gonna escape without a mic check, and the mic checks the whole promotion. Dang. I mean, I'm kind of joking, but I mean, um, you're kind of not. Though, listen, so. it's a decent guy. Like Brian Bader, <laughs> Valentina Moldovsky. We got Justin Anderson, Madoff. It's a pretty, pretty good card. Henry Corrales, Aiden Lee will be bonkers. Saba Hamasi, Julia Willis. Is just say it. Just get, just get to the guy who you want to say is fighting. Go ahead. The first fight of the night. See, this is a this is a problem. This is a problem. This fight should not be the first fight on the card. It should be the co-main event. Big Tuna versus Sullivan Colley. Big Tuna is not a prelim curtain jerker. Come on, baby. But Come on! Gonna, but that's what's going to get people to tune in right away, Mike. People are like, oh my, oh, big tuna's fighting. I got to like that's how they remember the cards even happening, Mike. Yes, that's that's what people want to do on a Saturday at like four p.m. Eastern. Is oh, is go it on Saturday? YouTube and watch big tuna. It's Saturday, not a Friday. Is, oh, it's it's a Saturday. It's got to be right. Twenty ninth, twenty ninth, twenty ninth, right? Yep. So Saturday. Yeah. So I, I would say probably not. Maybe maybe we'll come back and do a ask Mike and AK anything kind of a show. Sure, sure. And we'll do that. No so. promises. No promises, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, the UFC returns February 5th, middleweight main event. Jack Hermanson versus Sean Strickland. We also got Puna Soriano versus Nick Maximoff. Mark Andre Barriol versus Chidi uh, Njogwani. Right. Jason Witt, Phil Rowe, Danilo Marquez, Jelton Almeida, Miles Johns, John Castaneda, Julian Arosa, Stephen Ocho-Peterson, Hakeem Dewadu is back against Mike Trezano. 
The actual Ultimate Fighter finale fight is going down between Brian Battle and Treshawn Gore, Malcolm Gordon, Dennis Bonder, Carlson Harris versus Shafkat Rachmanov. Don't sleep on that guy. We've been waiting for him to come back. Shafkat yep. is fighting next popular, week. Popular ought no pick. Popular uh, ought no pick. Sam Alvey is also fighting in two weeks against Phil in, in Haas. The, in the UFC? <laughs> in the UFC. And God. Alexis Davis, Canada's own, oh, the classic. takes on Julia Stoliarenko. So there you go. And by the way, we should mention this is two weeks out. So half, Mike, I'm glad you did that rundown. Half the fights could be canceled slash postponed by the time we, we, we talk to our viewers again. <laughs> There's a very good chance, and that is the go-home <laughs> show before the UFC's second pay-per-view of the year, which is going down February 12th in Houston, UFC 271, headlined by the rematching Israel Adesanya and Robert Whitaker for the middleweight title. So that's it. We're out of here. So until the next time we see you, whether it be next week or the week after that, for AK, I am Mike Heck. Always remember, especially for you newcomers, don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. And we'll have fun right here next time. On, on to the next one, the podcast. Peace out. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. Ability and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.